Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the go-to podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs hoping to learn more about achieving financial wellness, accumulating wealth, and living the life that they deserve. In every episode, we interview a purpose-driven leader or a medical professional that's not only building a business, but giving back to the community as well. And I have Rocky Lalvani with us today, and he serves as a chief probability advisor for business owners. He teaches them how to ensure they get paid and make profit a priority. As a certified profit-first professional, he implements the profit-first system. We change the accounting formula of sales, right? So the profit-first is all about profit to sales is sales minus profit equals expenses. So I'll let you kind of expand more on that, but just a little bit of background on Rocky here. Um, He started with nothing when his parents immigrated to the U.S. when he was two years old and his parents were in their 40s. It was his parents' second time starting over in life as they moved here to experience the American dream. Despite a lot of struggles and his mom passing away when he was seven, he's achieved financial and life success. Rocky loves to share his journey and inspire others to to achieve their dreams even faster. So welcome to the show, Rocky. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. Excited to chat. Yes, sir. Well, I gave a little bit of your background there. You know, but what did you do to start implementing some success through the Profit First system? And can you talk a little bit more about what Profit First means? Profit First is based on timeless principles. It's the principles that allowed me to build wealth. It's one of the reasons I partnered with Mike, because we're just on the same page philosophically. You're always told to pay yourself first, Mm -hmm. right? To set aside first. Very few people do this, which is kind of surprising. Everyone tends to spend more than they make. Right. Business owners, people, physicians, we're all the same. Right. And so the principle of profit first and the way that I built wealth is to first take the excess out and then learn to run your business or your life on what's left. So if you can pull 10 percent profit, 15 percent, if you can pull that out and start saving it and allowing it to compound, which I know you're an expert at you're actually going to build wealth. You're going to have freedom. You're going to have the ability to make better choices in life. And the reality is most of us waste money. We have a simple saying, you don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. We tend to throw money at problems instead of solutions. And that I think is the biggest problem. We don't figure out, hey, what's an easier, more effective way to do this? We tend to throw money or people at the problem. So a classic example, like I know for me, I was like, oh, I'm overwhelmed with email. I should hire a VA to look at my email. Well, I started going through my e- email and I'm like, this is all junk. Right. Why am I paying someone to go through my junk? So I just started getting rid of all the junk. And now <laughs> I don't need the VA to go through it. And it, it takes me a fraction of the thing, but it's just kind of thinking outside the box like that, I think. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I was on an unsubscribed tear the last few months because I don't know how people get my email address. Maybe they're scraping it from LinkedIn or something, but 
I mean, I'm like, who is this person? Why are they emailing me? I don't get it. You you signed up. We all do it. Oh, that looks exciting. Let me sign up for that freebie, right? And <laughs> yeah. then, then you end up on a list or you yeah. meet somebody, you end up on the list. But here's also what happens to people. They sign up for a free trial mm -hmm. and then they forget about it. Yep. And if you actually sit down and look at your financials, you're like, wait a minute, why am I paying for all this stuff? I don't even use it anymore. And yet every month it keeps coming or they increase the price because the contract ended and now you agreed in the 10 million pages of terms of service to accept the price increase. <laughs> now you're paying unreasonable amounts for stuff that you don't even use. You know, there's a lot of tools out there to help you figure out what your subscriptions look like and how to eliminate them. I know Rocket Money is one of them. Going through this exercise as a as a business owner or, you know, a household and figuring out when the, where in the world is my money going? You know, the, as a, I've been called a financial therapist numerous occasions because I go through and help people understand what they're actually spending on a monthly or annual basis on stuff that they don't need. And it, you can figure out like how to find three or $400 extra a month of cash flow that they can use and put to a higher and better use. So that's, it's a we, good we, exercise. We call that financial proctology. <laughs> we go where nobody else goes with your money. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. I have to use that one. <laughs> the, do the docs will all get it and they'll like it. <laughs> so, you know, you know that you've been successful with this. I know you've, you probably read the, the book Profit First from cover to cover numerous times, but tell us about how you've built this into a business, how you've coached others and what makes you in this Profit First space unique. You know, it's a lot easier to connect the dots looking backward than mm -hmm. it is to try and figure out the path forward. When I was a kid, I was always very entrepreneurial, but I always knew how to be profitable. When I was growing up, my parents talked about money. They talked about money with their friends. I didn't realize that most people don't talk about money. I have an MBA. I have a Bachelor of Science in Economics. They didn't teach us how to build wealth. I know I've spent a lot of time with doctors, medical school, your, your practice afterwards. They don't teach you about the money side of your business, right? Mm -hmm. It's a taboo subject. Well, how do you expect people to understand something if it's taboo? So that was one. Two, I'm a tech kind of nerd. Like I was playing with VisiCalc, I don't know, what's it like 40 years ago? It, it was the first electronic spreadsheet. When okay. I look at tax returns and I look at spreadsheets, I see stories. I see things that it, it, it's my skill. It's what I've been given. I see what others don't see, which creates questions, which then creates our ability to dig in and figure out what's truly happening. So I think that ability to see what the numbers are kind of telling me or what they're not telling me, like I can look at something and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. This person's making X amount of money, but I don't see this. I don't see that these things don't add up. It's telling me, even though you can't tell on the tax return, they're probably broke, right? In mm -hmm. a sense, because of what I'm not seeing. So that's the gift I have. And, and I kind of brought it all together. I, I just assumed business owners understood the business of business. The big aha for me was that, oh, wait, they're just like people. They don't understand finance either. Most of them are doing what they love. And being an accountant wasn't anywhere on the list. So they were ignoring their financials. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I partnered with Mike Michalowicz in the Profit First System, because it's designed for people like that. It, it's kind of the entry level 
it's hey okay this is how we're at least going to get our cash flow moving but then we come in with the next level which is the deep dive to really how do we affect these numbers how do we send our money where we want it to go and how do we use it in a way that actually serves us best you know a lot of business owners uh, stay awake at night and there's really for for two reasons the first the first one is losing their best people to a competitor and how much it's going to um, they're going to be spending in time and money retraining somebody else, not even to mention the lag time between finding a, a great new person to, to implement into that, into that situation. And the second one is not having enough cash flow or not utilizing their cash flow to the most optimal process. And so how, how does a profit first system help these business owners or households make the best decisions with their money? So what profit first does is it kind of works in reverse. So the first thing that happens when money comes in, the first thing we do is we take profit off the top. If profit's supposed to come first, why is it a leftover? Everyone's told it's sales minus expenses equals profit, which means most people may not even know if they're profitable till they see their accountant at tax time. Well, you can't do anything at that point and the money's all disappeared by then. So by taking your profits first, slicing it off the top, you know you're profitable. We do the same thing for pay. We take it off the top. And we actually take the money for taxes off the top too, because mm -hmm. it's not yours. It belongs to the IRS. And it makes it a lot better at tax time. The, the weirdest thing that's come out of this is people tell me they're no longer scared at tax time for what their CPA is going to tell them. Like whatever the number is, they can write a check. And I've had numerous stories from clients and from people who've used this system that they just stroke the check. Here's the dirty little secret. Your CPA doesn't want you to be profitable. And I'll tell you why. If you're profitable, you have to pay a lot in taxes and you're going to blame them. And mm -hmm. they don't want to hear you screaming at them. So they're like, yeah, go buy that car. Go buy a, a new SUV. You won't pay taxes and you'll spend money that you didn't intend to for the sole purpose of saving 30 cents on a tax return, which is absurd. Correct. Correct. Um, so that's kind of the thing. So it it's more of a cash flow system. It gets you to think about your money. It gets the, the real underlying principle, though, of profit first is you don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. So stop throwing money at every single problem. Figure out how to automate, how to how to do something else or to eliminate so that you don't need all of these things. It, too often we do stuff because somebody else did it or because that's the system we were told. We don't question it. I mean, if you're sense. in the medical, I mean, you talk about waste. How much stuff is wasted in the medical industry? Yeah. You know, I had a gentleman um, or I was on a, I was, I had the guy from Kermit, Rich Palaria, who was trying to make hospitals more profitable because he just saw how in the surgery room or the operating room, they were just marking off all these items that they used in the surgery room. And then they'd hand the hospital, like, oh, here's the bill for everything that we used and they would never check it. Right. So they go through and make sure they automate how to find the most, maybe the, maybe the cheaper alternative, which does the same exact job and costing the hospital or the client or the patient less money. You know, that's a very good, that's a very good example. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure which episode that is, but I'd go refer back to that one, but you're exactly right. There's a lot of waste in medical and we, we, we trade money for time too often, 
but if we can maybe have a compromise or a good balance, you know, this will take me X number of, of hours to figure out this problem, but it'll save me XXX number of dollars in the future, we should prioritize based on what our goals and concerns look like. So I think that's a really, that's a really um, good point to make. I'm going to go out on the limb. I don't think there's a single hospital in the United States that can tell you what the actual cost of service is. So you go in for X, Y, Z, they're going to charge you some number. But if you ask them, what was the actual cost to deliver that service and how much profit did you make on it? I bet you most of them couldn't tell you. Well, that's why they give you an estimate, correct? Like they don't, it could cost this. But that that's an estimate for what they're going to charge you. Yeah, it's true. Okay, but- What's it actually costing the hospital? Are they making a profit? Are they losing money on that service? Do they know? And I think a lot of times they don't. And you're not allowed to talk about money. At least the physicians aren't. The, the <laughs> CFO is. He's like, oh, you all cost too much. We got to cut your pay. But another story. Yeah. And well, if a CFO is good at their job in a hospital, they should be knowing and calculating what that looks like and trying to find different ways for revenue and different ways for them to cut cut costs without cutting people, you know? How often do doctors and CFOs sit down and have conversations? I don't know if I've ever seen that occur. Why not? They should. They should. And it also comes back to, you made a comment earlier about um, losing people to a competitor. If you build a good values-based business, people aren't going to leave for money. And that takes time and effort. And I will tell you, when I look across... Most of medicine, there's very few values-based systems out there. And, and what we're actually seeing actually in the medical industry, and, and I heard this story, this was actually from a, uh, an eye surgeon, right? So they got this massive practice. They said, we're not going to take Medicare anymore. We only take cash. What happened? 80% of their business went out the door. You know what else happened? 80% of their staff went out the door. 80% of their overhead went out the door. And at the end of the day, the doctors work in 20% of the time taking home the same amount of money. Wow. That is the key. Think about it. Even if you go to uh, concierge medicine, get rid of all the crap. You, you have systematic cash flow every month. You know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. You can serve your patients better. And you make more money. I believe in work less, make more. Uh, totally. I'm trying to figure that out right now in my own practices. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were talking about that beforehand. I feel burnout burn at both ends. It's been a month since I've put out a podcast. You know, it's, it's tough. Um, but I like to educate. So that's why we're here, right? So let me ask you another question. What can new business owners, physicians, or practice owners learn from you and maybe some of the mistakes that you've made along the way, Rocky, or that you've seen others make along the way? I think the first thing you need to do is to map out your financials. You're going to start a practice. You're going to start a business. What are we expecting? So map out what's your revenue look like. Map out what your expenditures look like. Figure out what do you need to do to be profitable. And then go down into the line items, okay? So if I'm a physician and I'm offering a multitude of services, see, dentists are much better at this because dentists are taught business in dentistry school. Physicians aren't. Sit down and say, what are the types of things that I can do that provide the greatest profit potential? 
and then market and advertise to that. And so instead of, again, it comes back to don't work harder, work smarter, work and build your practice about what actually can generate your revenues for you. That's exactly and right. So I think you got to sit down and figure that out. And then also, and unfortunately, I think in medicine, we're stuck within a system. There's certain things that we're required to do. Figure out how to be much more efficient in that way and figure out what's required in order to do what it is that you need to do. And that's one of the reasons I hate EMRs. The whole purpose of the EMR is so you can check boxes to build more, right? And, can, you, can you clarify what an EMR is? Uh, electronic medical records. Got it. So, you know, the physician stuck in front of us. So this is the dumbest thing in the world, right? <laughs> Why are physicians on computer screens? Why isn't there, like, you're paying 18 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour for medical assistant in the room. Freaking put the medical assistant on the stupid EMR, mm -hmm. have the physician talk to the patient and have them typing all the stuff in. You will have so much more productivity, but no, let's, let's have the expensive physician be a typist. I mean, that's just absurd. This is the kind of stuff that needs to change. I totally agree with all the things that you're saying there. Now I would like to know which dental school you're talking about where they actually teach business. Cause the ones I've spoken with are like, I had to learn it on my own, or I've talked with people like you, Stephen, and that's it, how they figured it out, or they've read. I I just I know that in medical school, talking about money is taboo. I've been mm -hmm. told by others that in dental school they do spend a little bit more focus on trying to teach them about the business of dentistry. Maybe it's not all schools. Maybe I was misled, but I just know that. They seem to be better business owners. At least that's what we see in the marketplace. I think there's more options for physicians to not own a practice and work corporate or work in a you know statewide hospital, whatever that is. A lot, ninety percent of the dentists that are licensed in this country are either working for or own a private practice. It so, used to be like that for doctors. It was. People don't realize that that has all changed in probably the last twenty years. Well, in the healthcare system too, you mentioned there's a lot of headwinds, you know, that are put in by either, you know, big government or that are put in place by corporate. And so for those that can turn the headwinds into tailwinds so that they can actually make more uh, money with less effort, figure out how to get inside of those issues and make them actually a, uh, a good growth potential for the company is actually going to be good. Now, what those are, they're, I'm sure they're different for everybody, but that's something that they can take with them. You mentioned CPAs as well. Kind of going back to that point. CPAs, very good at what they do. Their sole role really is to do tax planning for today. It is to help them um, pay fewer taxes today. And so I feel like, and the last one really is to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing for you, right? And then uh, I feel like they're looking at their client's cash flow through a rear view mirror. And they so are. They, and, and they need to also have somebody who can help forecast what their cash flow can do and how to make the the uh, the ability to grow and accumulate wealth maximized. And so those are the types of things that you know reading profit first and and reading other books and working with financial planners who kind of who work in their space, you know whether that's me or somebody else, as long as they have someone they trust and someone that, that is good at what they do and can have multiple resources to find to help them out. You need you need multiple professionals on your team. And it's not just a CPA, it's not just an attorney, it's a 
it's a business planner, it's a it's a wealth advisor. There's all kinds of different things you can use. But again, it's not throwing money at the problem. It's finding out who, not how. So you mentioned attorneys. You know what class they don't have in law school? What class is that? Math. <laughs> they don't have business. In, so mirror. I got an attorney who doesn't like numbers, right? Who's looking forward and helping you figure out how to make money and how to actually grow it? Because I think that's the missing piece. And unfortunately for, for physicians, they've got a target on their back because everyone knows they have high income and they don't have time and they'll make silly financial mistakes because they just didn't have the time to to investigate it or mm. to learn it or to understand what's going on around them. And so because they have a good ability to generate income, they tend to also spend without thinking twice. What would you suggest for business owners or even households that would like to understand their finances a little bit better? What are some of the simple tasks, maybe two or three things they could implement right away? And then also, second part, who can they reach out to to help them further? So I think, first off, just understand where your money's flowing without judgment. Sit down, look at the last three months of where your money went and ask yourself, are you happy with that? Like, did it bring you joy or did you just spend money for the sake of money because you were too busy with life to deal with it? And I think that's the biggest problem with people who make a lot tend to throw money at all the problems because they don't have time to solve them. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the first step. Number two, set aside a, a wealth goal and then figure out, reverse engineer what you need to do to make that happen and then start pulling that money out and setting it aside to allow that to occur. Um, physicians who have excess cash have the ability to say, screw you to people who don't treat them well. And I'm not talking about patients. I'm talking about, especially if you're working in systems, right? Yeah. You get to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, this and, is a, this is a G rated podcast, but they call that FYM. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that's what, I think that's the biggest thing that money gives you, not the fancy car, the freedom to walk away and to do that. And I think a lot more physicians are learning that is that ability. Um, for the business owners, you've got to understand the business of business, right? Profit First is a real simple book. There's tons of financial books out there. There's tons of financial podcasts out there, like the one you're listening to with Stephen, which by the way, if you like this, can you hit like, like go on your little podcast player, Please give them do. a like, <laughs> yeah. give, give me a review, review. five stars, <laughs> <laughs> you know, share it with somebody, be nice to him. It's, it's a lonely world in the world of podcasting. Um, <laughs> but I think taking, just taking a moment to understand what's going on and to dissect it. Here's one of the things that I love. And, and if you look at the airline industry versus the medical industry, the airline industry, everything is done by checklist. And when something goes wrong, they spend months investigating why did it go wrong and how do we fix it? The medical industry doesn't follow that same procedure. They don't take the time to sit down in detail and create the checklist. They're getting much better at it and create the systems and processes that allow you to do what you need to do. 
Wise words, my friend. I appreciate that. They can, I'm sure they can find the Profit First book on Amazon. Is there a way that they can get it through you as well? I the book comes directly from Mike Michalowicz. You can get it on Amazon okay. or wherever yeah. you like to to do it. What I do on my podcast, Profit Answer Man, episode two is Mike. Um, episodes three through thirteen is me going through the book and giving you my feedback on each chapter so that you can get some additional insights. What Profit First really about, it, it's a mindset shift okay. about how to think about money in your business differently than everyone else who's trying to tell you, you got to spend money to make money. No, you don't. You don't need to do that. There are ways to do it without that. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Wise words, man. Again, I mean, you got, you're full of, uh, you know, great, great words here. And, and the podcast, again, that you run is called Profit Answer Man with host Rocky Lalvani. It was very easy to find. I did it while you were talking. Yeah. So I'm going to follow that. I'm going to actually listen to it a lot myself. You have 148 episodes already, man. You're already well above what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's the one pod. We have the other podcast too. The other podcast is once you figure out the money, how do you figure out life? <laughs> and that's the bigger question. <laughs> well, I've got one more question for you. Um, before I do though, listeners, you can find... Um, Rocky on richersoul.com, richer, R-I-C-H-E-R, soul.com. And then also profitcomesfirst.com is another one. I'll put all of his websites and social media accounts on the liner notes of this episode. My last question to you, I think it's one that bodes well for the end here is what is your purpose and lasting legacy that you'd like to leave in your community, Rocky? Honestly, for me, I'm a dad to my kids and that's where I spent most of the last 20. They're, they're now... I, I'm kind of done with that round in, in that they, they've flown the coop, but that was a big part of it. And mm-hmm. as part of doing that, it was to take everyone else on the journey too, helping other kids to be able to, uh, we're doing a horrible job in the schools of, of teaching kids, of showing them opportunity of breaking down barriers. So I just did it through my kids' activities and we'll do it again with the grandkids' activities In the meantime, I'm in this fun little break stretch where we're helping business owners be more profitable so that they can go out and make their communities better. Perfect. Great answer. Well, after you've done working with Rocky listeners, hit me up. I'm happy to just take it and run with it with you and help you grow it. So uh, thanks again, Rocky Lalvani, for being on the show. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial Group, LLC, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Michael Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Pass. 
OSJ 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. 2023-150-727 expires 225.